Hello, hello, and welcome to Notable News for the 28th of August. I am your host, Kristen Downs, also the host of the Notable Woman podcast and the Notable Woman Live. I'm so happy to provide you with these bite-sized broadcasts. Sorry I'm running a little bit late today, probably a lot late today. There were cupcakes in the break room. What can I say? But I am happy to have you. You can always catch Notable News live on Facebook or head on over to anchor.fm slash Notable News and subscribe to your best podcast platform from there. Today we're going to begin again with U.S. Senator John McCain's passing. His longtime spokesperson read a statement that McCain wrote to be shared upon his death. It was very moving and powerful. My favorite part was that he spoke about mistakes he had made in the past something I think few people would have the strength to do on their deathbed, let alone to the world. The flag half-staff battle continued yesterday, which has ended for now with the White House lowering the flag once again. The White House and President Trump made waves by only keeping the flag at half-staff for the day of McCain's death and the next day, although other government buildings remain lowered and recent common practice has been to leave the flag lowered until the day the body isn't deterred. Also, the statement that Trump rejected being released, praising John McCain as a hero, uh, was released by the White House yesterday, or perhaps a revision of the statement we don't really know, uh, perhaps in response to that leak from Sunday. Again, news broke on Sunday that a statement had been written along with uh, you know, a more traditional approach to saying goodbye to a center that served the country, but Trump didn't want to use it. Now, in other U.S. news, North Carolina's gerrymandered map is unconstitutional, judges rule, and may have to be redrawn before the midterm elections in November. The panel of three federal judges noted that primary elections have already produced candidates for the 2018 elections, but they said they were reluctant to let voting continue in congressional districts that courts twice have found violated constitutional standards. So now, what is gerrymandering? Gerrymandering is a practice intended to have some sort of political advantage for a particular party or a particular group, and it manipulates district boundaries. In this case in North Carolina, gerrymandering is racially motivated, uh, is what opponents who brought the case forward and what the courts are saying. Now, the term gerrymandering comes from 1812, when Massachusetts Governor Elbridge Gerry redistricted to favor his own party and a Boston newspaper created this political cartoon that depicted Governor Jerry as a salamander named Jerry Mander and so the name has stuck. Now why do you keep hearing about gerrymandering? Well the Republican Party in several states have been using gerrymandering as a way to keep control of the areas um, whether it be certain districts for the house or um, Know, uh, city boundaries, things like that. Now, combined with voter ID laws, gerrymandering has become one of the most effective ways for disenfranchisement of voters in the United States. Now, there's also a possibility that this issue of gerrymandering might come up before the Supreme Court, which is why you should be thinking about and calling your representatives about a no vote on Kavanaugh. Now, President Trump announced that he and Mexico had come to a sort of new version of the NAFTA agreement with Canada, pardon me, without Canada, though Canada can join later if they would like to. 
The timeline on this is tight because Mexico's president is about to head out and there's no indication that the incoming president will agree to Trump's terms. This new agreement requires Mexico, uh, 75% of cars value needs to be manufactured in North America, up from the current NAFTA level of 62.5%. Uh, also requires 40 to 45% of the car to be made by workers earning at least $16 per hour. Now, talks to redo NAFTA began about a year ago, and they've not gone particularly well. The Trump administration wants a higher percentage of auto production to come from within the NAFTA block before qualifying for duty-free status. It also has complaints about Canada's production for dairy farmers and the way disputes are resolved under NAFTA. News of this U.S.-Mexico trade deal did lift European markets, although the games are somewhat limited because there are other disputes that President Trump is having, particularly with China. Now, U.S. District judge extended the ban on 3D printed gun blueprints. That ban was set to expire today, Tuesday, but the judge extended it saying that the files could cause irreparable harm. The Trump administration has pledged to pay farmers $4.7 billion to offset losses from trade disputes with foreign buyers of U.S. agricultural products. China, Mexico, and the European Union have levied tariffs on U.S. farm goods, all the way from soybeans to pork to apples, all in response to United States tariffs on them. Now, the National Corn Growers Association estimated that their members, corn growers, are going to have a, a loss of $6 billion this year from the effects of the tariffs on their growers, and that they're only going to get $96 million allocated to them from this relief package. Now, soybean farmers are in line to get the largest amount, roughly three-fourths of this package, or about $3.6 billion. In world news, UN experts are providing details of possible war crimes by all parties in the current Yemen conflict. They allege Yemeni government forces, pardon me, Saudi-led coalition backing them, and the rebel movement have made little to no effort to minimize civilian casualties. They've also attacked residential areas where thousands of people have died. There are also detentions torture, disappearances, and the recruiting of children. This full report will be available at the UN Human Rights Council next month. In a recent study conducted in China, air pollution might actually harm cognitive intelligence. Air pollution not only impairs the lungs and reduces life expectancy, but it also harms the brain and cognition skills, especially among the elderly. In a study that was published uh, on Monday, in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences in the United States, they analyze air quality readings and scores in nationwide math and verbal tests, and it seems to suggest that exposure to air pollution impedes cognitive abilities. They compared scores from 2014 to those from 2010, and researchers found that the higher the concentration of pollutants, the sharper the decline in test scores. Now, I'd like to leave you today with a quote from John McCain's last statement. He said, do not despair of our present difficulties. We believe always in the promise and greatness of America because nothing is inevitable here. Americans never quit. We never surrender. We never hide from history. We make history.
Farewell, my fellow Americans. Now that's it for today, folks. I hope you have a great day and stay notable. Bye for now.